You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. The Collected Podcast is a production of Collected Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping disciples of Jesus discover and live from their true identity in Christ, recognize and walk in their divine purpose within the kingdom of God, and experience growth in their capacity for mature, healthy relationships. Follow Collected on social media at Collected Ministries, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and additional content related to today's episode. Here's your host, Tia McNelly. You're listening to Season 3, Episode 4 of The Collected Podcast. And as always, I'm joined by our producer and co-host, Jess Biondo. How are you doing, Jess? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm in front of the Christmas tree with our, our mascot, Mac, the Mac Dog Official. Yes. Um, <laughs> just a little reminder, too, that we do have video of these episodes. <laughs> So That's if, right. Listeners, if you want to see Tia's beautiful, magical Christmas display she has behind her, <laughs> then check out collectedministries.org slash podcast for this yes. week's video episode. You can also find Collected Ministries. Oh, see you later, Mac. You can also find Collected Ministries on YouTube. So we do have a YouTube channel and we have a collection of videos, which are our video interviews of the podcast. So be sure to check that out. I hope that Mac is not too much of a distraction. I'm here alone today, so I didn't have anybody. Do you heard me? Alone. I'm alone. Wow. I know. My eyes just got big. You're alone? I know. It's amazing. (laughs) I haven't been alone in like nine months. Wow. This is good. Yeah. 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 Um, But there's nobody to wrangle the dog, so we'll just have to see how that goes. That's okay. He's a collected mascot. Exactly. You know, I have... (laughs) I'm good, all things considering. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll get into kind of where we're at today. Um, we don't have a guest lined up. We're just going to do kind of an end of year reflection, um, share what's on our hearts as we wrap up this year. This is the last episode we will drop before Christmas. And then our next episode is more of a New Year's theme. So we just wanted to take some time to pause and um, just give God glory for what He's done. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe share confusing or confusion of what he's done. (laughs) That's true too. And I think it's so important, you know, as we take time to, to reflect at the end of the year, to think about making space for, for grief in 2020. Mm -hmm. It, you know, for the first probably three or four months of COVID, I put this pressure on myself to make the most of it and to like, take advantage of all the the time at home and to you know press in and build and grow and um and I found pretty quickly that that was not what the Lord had for me in this time it was actually to slow and mm-hmm. rest and be present to my family and to just be at home um in him and it's been a wild year but I I you know I, as I'm sure anybody who's ever listened to this podcast knows, I'm a three on the Enneagram. And it's tough for me to let go of productivity. You Mm. know, like it's really hard to say, I'm not going to make something out of this time. And looking back, it was easy for me to say I failed because I didn't make the most of, of all this time. Yeah. Or I didn't thrive. Like, I cannot say that that I thrived or, like, really won at intentional living in 2020. 
I, I think, you know, if I, if I wanted to, I could call it a failure. But really, I just kind of existed, you know? Mm. And I'd say, Jess, how, how would you say you handled kind of what 2020 throwed, throwed? threw at you? <laughs> I can't even talk anymore. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, feels appropriate. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, before we started recording, we started kind of, processing together and we're like, wait, yeah, we need to just start recording. This is our podcast. This right. <laughs> we're saying all the things we want to share with our listeners. And um, you know, I was talking more about some things that happened to me this year. And most recently, my condo flooded. I had two feet of water. I've mentioned this um on an episode, but in ca- in case you didn't hear that, um <clears throat> it happened so quickly. Mm-hmm. Where I left for work one morning, it was 6 a.m., right? You know, I leave at like 6.30 in the morning and it was raining, but the creek behind my house was still in the creek bed. Right. And then I got where it belongs. Call, yes, where it's supposed to be. <laughs> and then I got a call at 10 a.m. So like almost, you know, just over three hours later from my property management saying, is your car in the parking lot? You need to move it. The parking lot's flooded. You need to evacuate. And I'm like, well, I'm not there And, but just in the span of three hours, how much of my life was completely destroyed? Like, wow. Like, literally 70% of my belongings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because over two feet of water entered my condo and I'm on a, I'm a one bedroom on the first floor. So that's, that's all my rooms. Um, Right. And so my school was so supportive. They let me go home right away to like, not that me being there could do anything to stop it. Um, because you want to be present when something like that is happening. Yeah. Just to kind of see, I was hoping I could maybe get in and maybe move some things to higher ground. But by the time I got there, we weren't allowed in. Like for me to even get in, I would have had to swim. Um, because my, my oh building's my kind of raised. And so for the water to come up two feet into my condo, it means that from the ground, it was about six to eight feet of water. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, wow. So it, it was a lot. But I say all that in, I guess, response to your question that that night, like I got it, the water receded pretty quickly. So even as I'm saying this, it's this lesson in like a lot of things you spend your life building can be destroyed in an instant. So true. Like everything in there Mm -hmm. I had collected over time. Like, you know, some things still from my, you know, childhood bedroom, you know, like my dresser that I just kind of took from my parents, you know, there's that kind of stuff. (laughs) But then there's the things you know, that I've collected in my travels. There's the things, the treasures I found in antique stores. There's the the piece I saved up for from West Elm. You know, it's it was this like yeah. eclectic mix of a place that I had found all my comfort in. Yeah. Of like this condo that I had bought for myself. Mm-hmm. It was this like step of adulthood. It was this place I created that brought so mm-hmm. much comfort Mm-hmm. And so much peace. It was a haven. It was. Yeah. And then to have it completely destroyed, I think is something really relatable for a lot of people this year. And totally. people, hopefully, if you're listening, you haven't physically lost your home in kind of that sense. But mm-hmm. I think we've all lost a lot and it happened very quickly. 
So true. Um, and it really showed me where my true security was found. Um, and that night I got in there and it just smelled terrible. Everything was covered in mud. Everything was wet. I was relieved to see, you know, things higher up were totally fine. And, you know, I was able to get them out and salvage some things. But that night, the first you know, the day it happened, I was laying in bed and I just felt so overcome with just sadness and also knowing like, okay, these are material possessions. They don't matter. So like, I know that's true, but it was just this moment. I was laying in a bed that wasn't mine and just alone there and wishing I was in my cozy bed. And I just started crying. And in that moment, I felt the Lord saying like, turn on the light and write down the things I've done for you today. Wow. And even in the midst of this, so I did, I got out my journal and I started making a list and I started recognizing all the ways that God provided for me that I didn't even recognize in the moment, I guess. And and it yeah. just reminded me that he knew this was coming and he yep. planned things for this day that would get me through, that would give me the support, the encouragement I needed Yes, to provide a way to get through that day. Yes. And then he did the same the next day and the next day. And it's even things like, you know, I got an email on that day um, from school saying that they would be able to honor our raises this year because they didn't know what the budget was going to look like. They We didn't know if wow. we'd get raises. And so on the day when I lose all this stuff, I get an email saying, oh, I got a raise. You know, it's these little things of God yeah. saying, I see you. I remember you and I'm going to provide for you. It's mm. just going to look different than you would have ever anticipated. That's so powerful. And just that power of mm. being thankful, it shifted everything. Like yeah. as I started to see God's hand in it and be thankful for the ways he's provided, it completely changed my mindset. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel hopeless anymore. It felt like, okay, mm. I might get to buy some new stuff. I mean, you know, it's like, now that it's about the stuff, but it was just reminding me that the, the story's not over. And I want to say that to people right. out there, that the story is not over and there's more to come. And God is giving us what we need each day, even if we think we needed something different. That's so good. Oh, that's powerful, Jess. Yes, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. I feel like that's probably the theme of the year, you know, mm -hmm. that His provision and His love and His faithfulness come in ways that we don't expect. When you were talking about gratitude, I was reminded about reminding ourselves of those Ebenezers in our life, those moments that are so significant mm -hmm. um, that we we almost want to set up a monument to remember His faithfulness, you know? Um, and, and that when we focus on gratitude, we are reminded of His faithfulness, which does bring us hope for the future because we know that He continues to be faithful. Mm -hmm. We know that He is still ahead of us out there working things out in the future where we, we don't know how things are going to go or what they're going to look like, but He's already working it out. 
about. And I'd say that's something that we've really had to cling to as a ministry this year because we haven't been able to do what we do. (laughs) This podcast is part of what we do. And thank you, Jesus. You have been so faithful to allow us to continue Mm -hmm. to drop episodes every two weeks this year. God, you're good. Um, But we weren't able to hold any events. We weren't able to host collected camp. We had a second camp lined up for a vulnerable population um, of, of teenage girls we were invited into that was it was really disappointing to not be able to step into that. Um, we had a retreat booked out in California at the end of last year. Um, we had, or no, that was this year. Yeah. So many, I don't even know what year it is anymore. <laughs> yeah, just a few months ago, we should have been out in California doing um, a really huge retreat. And, and so it's disappointing that we didn't get to do those things. But I know that in the stretching and the pulling and the discomfort that he's growing us and strengthening us, even as a ministry, as individuals, but as a ministry as well. Mm-hmm. A, a few weeks ago, we had um, uh, Scott Erickson on the show. And Jess, I think, haven't you and um, your man been doing Honest Advent? Or did you guys start? Yes, we started it. Yeah. We've been reading Isn't through it? his book. It's so good. It's so good. There was a quote a couple of days ago. I was actually going to post it on Instagram today. The process of growth is always uneasy because growth never comes through ease. It comes through the stretching and expanding of one's own capacity to push on ahead. Hmm. And I feel like the Lord has been saying to me in in the last month in particular, just keep going. Just keep pushing ahead. He's already there. It's good. The future is good. It looks good. Better days are coming. But we've seen so much goodness this mm-hmm. year already. I, in my review process, where I kind of started this year, because I've just struggled to feel connected in community, um, to get those moments of solitude. Like, like I was saying earlier, like I'm alone. This is this is a rare thing for me to be alone, and solitude is very, very important to my well being. But I've also, you know, I've I've lost solitude, but I've also lost community. Mm-hmm. You know, there have been some shifts in the way that relationships work because I'm not seeing people face to face like I used to. Um, and so both this alone and togetherness has kind of been stripped away. But in the process, like you were saying about your possessions and re- realizing where your security is, you know, I can be alone with him wherever I am. And I can find community and fellowship with Christ no matter what my circumstances are. But mm-hmm. I took time um, to sort of grieve what I thought was going to be different about this year and wrote down um, just kind of like a list of things that I thought were going to be better. You know, like um, I had considered starting seminary this year, which— my enthusiasm and confidence has dwindled with not activating those things in me that I, that I'm used to using all the time. Um, the freedom to dream, you know, I I think I may have talked about this on the show, but I, I had a friend come walk the trail um, in front of my house that goes around the lake, and she started telling me about this investment property that she was. Um, working on. And all of a sudden, it was like the Lord said, you know, you can dream. 
you're allowed to dream. I never told you to stop dreaming, Yeah, you know, but it was almost like he gave me permission to start dreaming again. But for a lot of the year, it didn't feel like we could be future oriented because it felt Mm. so unsure. Um, There's definitely some, some momentum around um, writing my book that was lost that I thought, I thought was building but it's actually kind of waned a bit, you know? So there there have just been some things that I thought would look different, that I thought would be better. And it's okay for us to take a minute and just sit in that and, and trust that he's got it and not complain, but lament a mm-hmm. bit in, in the painful p- parts of this year. You know, you, you guys probably know that I walked with my, my mom through cancer treatment for the majority of this year. April up till now, she's been, you know, all through COVID, she's been dealing with um, pretty significant cancer treatment, including a stem cell transplant. And that Mm. has been intense for her in particular, but also for all of her caregivers. But as I looked at all that, I turned my mind to thanks. Mm. And it turns out I had a whole lot more things to be grateful for than I did um, to lament over. And, And I wanted to ask myself too, what did I learn like, what did I learn in 2020? And uh, one of the main things I think I've learned is that isolation isolation is really dangerous and it makes us incredibly self-centered. When, when we're not engaging with other people and hearing testimonies and hearing their prayer needs and interceding and being able to just stop in a moment and lay hands on each other and pray for each other, like— our focus very quickly shifts to ourselves. Yeah. Um, I think I've learned that I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of my own identity work to do. You know, like there's still so much to learn about the things that I'm passionate about. Um, I've learned that I have way more influence over my kids than I thought I did, which Aww. is amazing. Yeah. You know, like to to hear them feel secure in who they are or stand firm in, in a belief. Um, I also, you know, I feel like, uh, God really sifted my motives for pursuing, you know, uh, a public ministry. Not that I was ever conscious of, of wrong motives, but, um, he sort of showed me, let's make sure that your motives are pure. Mm Let's kind of sift through what could possibly be prompting you on a subconscious level to pursue the kind of ministry that you're building. And um, and I saw so many Christian leaders fall this year. And I had this moment where I was like, Lord, if, if it's going to cost my witness, if it's going to cost your reputation, if it's going to cost my family, if it's going to cost any of the— any of the things that don't bring you glory, I don't want it. Like, or I'm sorry, any of the things in my life that do bring you glory. Oh, yeah. I don't want this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of um there was a lot of processing about what I learned. And what that what that brought me to is asking this question of who am I when everything's gone? Just your experience with the flood, I think, is what kind of prompted that question. Like, what remains when everything else is stripped away? Um, and that was, you know, I only have six points. 
So that's what brought me to the conclusion. I went back up and wrote, I have a lot of identity work to do. Really, you know, I find my my identity and belonging in Christ. That is firm. That is unshakable, even in the, you know, most challenging times in our faith journey. Um you know, when you're deeply rooted in His love and you've you've understood His sacrifice and um, really live for the gospel, like that becomes unshakable. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for that in and of itself. And I see that in you as well, Jess. Like there's, there's just nothing that's ever going to wipe that smile off your face. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Ever. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's just been, it's been an interesting process before I even step into the real annual review process that we do every mm-hmm. year. Um, and by the way, if you guys are interested, we are hosting a free online event on January 2nd. Um, I will put a link in the show notes to the registration. And it's simple. We're not, I mean, we're not wanting anything from you. We're just wanting to serve you. And so you just put your name and your email address and we'll send you more information about how to get connected to the live feed. And we'll go ahead and send you the annual review process. And what what we do each year um, this is something that just sort of evolved for me over time, and I started sharing it a few years ago. Taking time to pray, just praying over what has happened in the in the previous year, reflecting on everything that God did, everything that happened in your circumstances and in your relationships month by month, and almost bullet pointing, this is just what went down, just reflecting on what went down in the year. Um, and then evaluating and looking for places where you saw uh, growth, impact, and progress. Those are kind of the three indicators of intentional living. So evaluating for how intentional you were um, in the year behind you. And then transitioning um, into the new year, looking at... Um, what kind of intentions would you like to set for the year ahead? Not necessarily goals, but how, where do you want to add intention so that you can see more growth, progress, and impact? And then declaring, Lord, you are good, and this is what the Word says about your character and how that plays out in my life as I live for you and allow the Holy Spirit to throw, flow through me. So I'm going to declare these things over the year ahead. And as I've set my intentions and and written declarations, I'm going to make an action plan, like actual steps that I can take to transition into the new year with intention, mm-hmm. pursuing health in mind, body, heart, and spirit. So if that's interesting to you, if that's something that you want to press into on a deeper level and in a small a small group of an intentional believers, um, we would love to have you join us. So again, there's going to be a link in the show notes to our January 2nd um, New Year's Reset, 2021 Reset, um, or we can just all kind of get our heads straight and and get back in the game and look forward to 2021. I refuse to believe that 2021 is going to be anything but great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and maybe it won't be great, but God is still great, and but <laughs> we'll get through it. That's right. That's I mean, a good point. If we've learned anything, we cannot put our hope in anything in this world. That's um, right. Because it can be taken away, period. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. 
But when our hope is in the Lord, then we have nothing to fear. Um, That's right. Because the things of this world can't shake us like the devil yeah. would like them to. That's right. Um, That's right. And we may feel shaken, he- but it's it's temporary. Yes. Our resilience grows mm-hmm. as we step into what you're describing. Yeah. Absolutely. It becomes more and more temporary. Yeah. Our capacity to bounce back kind of grows as we as we do place our our trust and our hope in him like you say. Do you think you have a word for next year? Have you even had a minute to think about it? <laughs> I mean, the word that comes to mind would be flood. Oh. Um but a reframing and kind of reclaiming of that. Like um it. where like the thing that was sent to destroy can also be a thing of like cleansing renewal and, um, you know, kind of digging into the story of the flood in the Bible and how destructive that was. And yet God's promises out of that, Yes, I love <laughs> maybe it. also claiming God's promise that he won't send another flood on me. <laughs> I, I know it. that's not a personal promise. That's more yes. of a global promise, but um, you know, I'd be happy if this didn't happen again. If you could claim that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but also just praying for, you know, an overflow, a flooding of the Holy Spirit. And yeah. um I don't know, I think like I, I haven't dug into it too deeply. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there could be a lot there. Yeah. Um, and just the significance of water throughout the Bible and different, you know, ways yes. um, that it's used. So I don't know. That, that might be amazing. my starting point, and then we'll kind of see where that leads as yeah. I dig into that. And your word this year was wonder, right? Yeah, and that didn't turn out how I expected. Right, <laughs> but now I have, you wonder wondered, how it will turn out. <laughs> I've wondered a lot. Like, okay, Lord, what you doing here? I expected it to be more wonder, like in awe of all the good things that were coming my way. Um, and it was. It was. It was. Yeah, there were a yeah. lot of really, really beautiful moments this year. Um, and I love that we're ending the year doing the Scott Erickson Advent because it's all about rediscovering the wonder mm-hmm. of the Christmas story and yes. like the reality of what happened and the implications for us today. And um, so it's been good to kind of finish the year with wonder again, but a new perspective on it. And remembering that the true wonder of walking with the Lord is the Christmas story. It's what he did when he came to earth for us and the life he lived. And I mean, that's Mm -hmm. the most wonderful thing. And it's the most wonderful, wonderful time, time of the year. <laughs> You're welcome, listeners. You're yes. welcome. <laughs> um, so my, my word this year was promise. Mm. And, you know, the the one thing about God's promises is that they are sure. There is nothing unsure or un, un or anything breakable about his promises in the word. And I think that that's something he's really shown me about his character. 
that his character is sure and unchanging mm. this year. And um, as I kind of studied promises, I think one of the main things I I took from the word is realizing our role, that we have a role to play. And and I talk about this a little bit in uh, my interview with Hannah Brencher, which drops in two weeks. Um, but thinking about, you know, so many places in the word, promises are phrased. If you fill in the blank, I will. So God saying he will do something, if he says he'll do it, he'll do it, is preceded by if you do your part, if you keep my commands, if you remain faithful to me, um, I will be faithful to you. Whatever the, the promises, there's too, so, so, so many instances of this. And so I think it really awakened me to um, my role in my own destiny, that we each have a part to play in seeing God's promises played out in our lives. Mm. Um, and so that's been pretty powerful for me, even if as I just reflect back um, over this year, as I was saying, like I, I almost have a little bit of regret that I didn't, you can't see my air quotes if you're not watching the video, but like make the most of the year <laughs> uh, from like a ministry standpoint. But I don't think he sees it that way. No, I, I don't really think don't. so either. And, and so, but I do see places where had I been a little more proactive, things could have played out differently. Mm-hmm. Not saying that I in any way control his will, but um, it's just been an interesting thing for me to kind of look back on and to think about uh, as I reflect. And then I think my word next for next year is vitality. Ooh. I know. I'm okay, about dig that. into that for us. So vitality came in prayer at the Flourish Kenya annual board meeting. And um, no, 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 it was the collected board meeting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was um, Krista Blaylock, the founder of Flourish Kenya. We had two board meetings in, in the span of a few days, and so I got a little confused. But um, she, as she prayed for me, she kept using this word, vitality. Like it was a divine drop, you know, of this is what the Lord wants for you, Tia. And so it kind of struck me in the moment, like, I think this might be my word. And as I kept looking into it, the definition is the state of being strong and active, having energy, and the power giving continuance of life present in all living things. And I heard the Lord say, come to life again, as I was studying it. And I feel like that's what I need. I had my my sweet friend, Pastor uh, Julie Watson, um, asked how she could pray for me a few months ago. And I said, I just want my confidence and enthusiasm back. You mm. know, I want those two things that are so um, defining for who I am back. And um, she's been praying that for me and they've been slowly coming back. But I feel this coming to life again yeah. um, that the Lord has in store for the year ahead. And, and as I prayed through um, that word, I was listening to Christmas carols and O Come, O Come, Emmanuel came on. And the Lord literally came to life for us mm. to give us vitality again as a people, as His people. Um, 
and there's a um, a version of the song. I'll have to find out and put it in the show notes which version I was listening to. But it says it has like new new lyrics to it. It says, "Take heart, a weary soul, for help is on the way, and holy is His name." And taking heart, a weary soul, really kind of rang rang true for me. But the Lord has declared, "You will be weary no more." Come to life again. Um, And the word vitality also comes uh, from the word vital, which means absolutely necessary and important Mm. or essential. Um, Vital can also mean full of energy and lively. And when I started thinking about back in my nursing background, I think vital signs. So what are the vital signs of my soul? What are those measurable things that I can look to to understand my well-being on the most basic level. Mm. Um, I don't know what those are yet, but I will get back to you. (laughs) But it also brought to mind the concept of essentialism. Um, There's a really well-known book. I'm spacing on the guy's name. Um, I will put that in the show notes too, but a book called Essentialism um, that really breaks life down into more keeping things simple and putting your energy towards those vital parts of your life mm. so that you can thrive with intention. So that's kind of my basic look so far. That's I mean, really good. I like that. Just, you know, the beginning of December still. So yeah, <laughs> well, mid-December time. when this drops, <laughs> but we'll get there. And I, and I assume that together on January 2nd, the group that gathers for our free uh, online event, the 2021 reset that that I'll get further with that in mm-hmm. community. And so friends, I really do hope that you'll join us for that. Um, so one other thing I wanted to make sure we mention is we are in the midst of our end of year fundraising campaign. Um, this has been a year of scraping and the Lord has been so faithful to provide, but we do rely on event revenue to kind of keep keep the lights on, so to speak, to, to continue paying those monthly fees for our website and all of the different services for our podcast and um, for all the things that we do behind the scenes that just seem to magically appear, they all cost money. And so we have just sort of been putting money from our own pockets towards the ministry this year with total joy and gratitude, um, happy to keep things going. But we would love for you to partner with us this year. We would love to have more of you come alongside us as monthly monthly partners, monthly giving partners. Um, and if you want to learn more about that or you want to sign up to do that, you can go to collectedministries.org slash donate, and that will take you to um, our monthly giving portal. So we would love to have you do that. It is it is our greatest honor to engage in this ministry. And we can't wait to see what the Lord has in store in 2021. There are some of you listening who have been faithful to give and pray for four years now. Wow. And we, I know, and we just can't believe that um, that the Lord has, has continued this thing this long, and we know that that there's even more to come. Jess, what do you have to say about our end-of-year campaign this year? Any thoughts? Well, it's exciting. It's a little bit different this year because we did receive our nonprofit status in 2020. One huge thing um, that Tia accomplished this year was filing for that, (laughs) getting us approved. Um, So any gifts that you have given this year starting 
at the beginning of the year? In June. In June. In June. Start uh-huh. since June. Um, and moving forward are tax deductible. So we'll send a, you know, year end giving statement and, um, all of that. So if you needed a little extra incentive, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, that's so true. And I'm so glad you remembered to say that. This nonprofit life is not unfamiliar, but it is new to us. Um, Jess and I have always been involved in nonprofit work, um, but it is new to kind of have our own to sustain. And so, um, Jess, I'm so grateful for you stepping up to be the the chair lady of our board of directors. We have just this small, very supportive prayerful board. Um, and I just am I'm grateful for you. And I want to say publicly, friends, you've no idea what Jess does for Collected Ministries oh, behind the you. scenes and how invaluable she is. And I'm so grateful to have you as a partner in this. So thank you for your thank yes. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you for your brainchild yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I can say yes to. Yay! Thank you, Lord, for yes. it because that wasn't my idea. Yeah. So... Um, Oh, one final thing I wanted to offer. I did this last year and some of our patrons took me up on it. Um, and I want to offer it again this year. If you are a patron or if you make a year end gift, um, or if you're a monthly donor, then I would love to hand letter your word of the year for you. Um, so whenever that comes to you, whether it's now or in March, (laughs) um, there's no time limit. This does not expire. Um, but anytime you would like your word hand lettered, so you can put it somewhere just as a reminder of your intention for the year or just whatever God has given you for 2021, um, email me jess at collectedministries.org and I will fulfill those orders as quickly as they come in. And I would just love to give you that gift and uh, serve you in that way. I love that. That's amazing, Jess. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. We are so grateful for you. Um, We pray that this season is full of hope Mm. um, and that you find joy in the Lord that you did not even know was possible in the coming weeks. And um, we will be back in a couple of weeks, like I said, with Hannah Brencher on New Year's Eve. And then we'll launch into 2021 with so much hope at our 2021 Reset free online event. Register at the link in the show notes and we'll see you soon. Merry Christmas. Bye friends. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you'd help spread the word. Check back here for new episodes dropping every other Thursday. You can follow along on social media at Collected Ministries. If you would like to support Collected by making a tax-deductible contribution, please visit collectedministries.org slash donate. The Collected Podcast is also on Patreon at patreon.com slash thecollectedpodcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as a dollar a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, giveaways, and more. You can also find Tia at Tia McNelly Notes and Jess at Spreza Foundry. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to support and prevent unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. The Collected Podcast is produced by Jess Biondo and edited by Jacob Early. Music is by Asaf Elan.